Okay, I should be live now. If you'd please let me know if you can hear me. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and get started now. I think the clapping means you can hear me. <laughs> I'm not that big on up on all the emojis. <laughs> okay, let's get going here. Um, what I'd like to do is just say briefly that Andy and I have been buzzing along here. And Pam did tell me how to set the chat thing, but I can't figure it out. And it's okay. Um, if the chat works for you guys while I'm talking, that's great. And what I'll do is at the end, I'll just close off the chat. Here's the plans moving forward. Um, we plan on rolling this out as a bunch of mini shows, meaning 15, 20-minute time frame, because it's going to be very complex where we're going with all of this. So we are going to break it down, and I'm 100% sure we're going to be successful. We've been tracking these suckers all over the place. So, you know, we're, we're tracking them by their personalities. So, yeah, so we're, we're really making a lot of progress here. So that's what the plan is now. And the other plan is, is that we will not know what days we will be having shows. You'll have to learn how to check the community page. I'll put the announcement up at least the day before, and it'll always be at 4 o'clock Central, so we'll keep that the same. Anyway, so we were talking this week about – a lot of this stuff going on and um, Andy had a very interesting thought about punching in the face and really if you teach a nation to hate their own bodies hate each other and now they're sitting sitting there while watching people punch each other in the face are we looking at learned behavior or psychopaths here let's talk about this um, there's one main group for studying of psychopaths <laughs> run by psychopaths I might add it is called the Society for the Scientific Study of Psychopathy, abbreviated SSSP. That must mean something, but I don't know. And I'm going to read their words. Psychopaths have kind of an interesting way of expressing their words. Okay, so this isn't me with the bad um, language use. It is an international learned society dedicated to promoting and advancing scientific research on the personality disorder psychopathy. It was established in 2005 and held its first meeting that year in Vancouver, British Columbia. Since then, the society has held biennial conferences to provide a venue for psychopathy researchers to present their most recent findings. As of 2009, they had over 160 members, most of whom were from the United States. Funny, huh? <laughs> the land of the psychopaths has the most members. Yeah, I attended this meeting. Um, I think it was like about their second meeting they had. And um, it was actually in Florida. I was in Arizona at the time. I thought I was going to charge over there and find out all kinds of new stuff because my first interest has always been, what about the one sitting next to us, okay? And these people's interest is, what about the ones we have locked up? <laughs> so we have a very divergence. And I must say, you know, I was a little surprised um, when I met Bob Hare in person um, by his reaction to me. And um, it was, I would classify it as an extremely strange meeting. I was there for two days. All they talked about the entire time was old prison studies. So I, I had a pad of paper, never even jotted a note, okay? And I recently realized part of the strange reception to me might have been that I'm not one of them. <laughs> because until they met me in person, they wouldn't have known, right? Because it was a very strange time. And on the flight home, I knew 
who I was dealing with, okay? I knew that the main one was indeed a psychopath. I didn't at the time know that they were all transgendered, okay? So what do we do here? Well, what's happened is, is that they convinced us that psychopaths are 20 to 25 times more likely than non-psychopaths to be in prison, okay? It's because they have a rigged system, really, if you look at it, okay? Four to eight times more likely to violently recidivate compared to non-psychopaths and are resistant to most forms of treatment. What this is, is this study was done in the prison population, and Bob Hare wrote a book called Without Conscience, okay? A very strange book, mainly focused on serial killers. If you look at the... um their website, it still talks about FBI meetings and serial killers right there in the headlines. I'm not making any of this stuff up, okay? So what they've identified is 25% of the inmates qualify as psychopaths. Well, that to me means 25% of the people who are not as clever as the rest of them, okay? Because, and they're probably more of us than them. So I think what this speaks to is they have found a more effective way, and it is pens, writing pens versus guns, okay? So they talk about um, that psychopaths in my book talked about masks. We could go on about masks for the next year here. And if you want to know more, drop it in the comments because they've been using masks since the beginning of time pretty much. Okay. So how did they trick us? Well, let me tell you what the psychopaths that I interviewed said about masks. These masks are really something else. Okay. They said... I was asking them what they think about masks, and they said, why? Self-improvement, better understanding, many reasons. I don't mean that as some bid to sound virtuous, but simply to answer the floating, where is this going? What is the catch thoughts? And this is them speaking, not me, okay? To me, I would have said others all wear masks, putting on performances of rituals that they label loving, caring, sharing, showing an interest, etc., they were being hypocrites in being hurt by my actions when they were doing the same themselves. I think unless we start to accept some responsibility here, this stuff's going to keep going, but I'll get on to that later. So, and he's continuing on here. Although on one level, I know that it would be a sad thing. I can make a feeling that goes with it, like a facial expression at myself. Just if I think about it, it is quickly rationalized away as unimportant. I mean, it's only what I think everyone is doing all the time anyway with added self-awareness because he's saying we're all wearing masks. So <laughs> what's the deal? And I, I have to agree, okay? I do not know why I should coo at babies. I have no idea why people think I want to see pictures of their childhood. I am usually very polite, courteous, and charming in these situations simply because it has shown itself to be the best way of getting through them. I was talking to him about composite people, and he said, I assume you mean, what, what I was talking about is we've only really learned about psychopaths through what they've shown us in composite people. I'm the first person that's actually done any research into the, them themselves so that are not locked up. So he says, I can choose to change them more easily. He's talking about his mask, but I can choose not to change them, to make one so good that I can leave it in place. That'd be a grand trick, don't you think? Because they have a hard time keeping their masks on. And if you've ever been around one of these people, when they drop that mask, those eyes are something else. So it's it's a pretty big clue there. So if you, if you ever see their eyes unmasked, <clears throat> you'll never forget. You probably have seen it, just don't remember. And he, he goes on to say, sometimes I could be really proud of 
that would also solve many of my problems. And the majority of the problems I <clears throat> apparently cause other people. The difference between us is you do it because of social contract that requires politeness. I do it so they can believe I am truly interested in them. We all wear masks. I just make mine profitable. Notice I use the plural masks. I wear many. Of course, I have feelings. Anger, for instance, frustrating, but also what I have grown up to call happy, concern, etc. That's sort of how the masks work. I'm not totally devoid of emotion. I just don't really put much stock into it. So I asked her this question. I said, have you ever dropped your mask and then heard comments about your eyes appearing scary? How would you describe these many masks? I doubt you believe in God, but is one of them the image of good church going person or what in general are they as best you can describe them? Bill, <laughs> boy, Bill was a really, uh, I heard from Bill recently. Okay. Bill said, while the mask and act come instinctively, I certainly know what I am doing when I'm doing it. It takes energy to be convincing. So I imagine my mask most often slips if I am tired or angry. I usually am self-aware of this and take steps to seclude myself in my office or take a business trip somewhere. The last thing I need to do is lash out a target before they have served their purpose. Okay. Well, this has happened before. I am usually quite good at making amends. It can always be serve to prove my humanity. Everyone is moody from time to time, right? I suppose another instance when my mouth slips is in situations when empathy is expected. This is a particularly difficult emotion to emulate. <laughs> yeah, it is. Okay, so that's what the boys in town had to say. I interviewed three of them. One of them, the guy on the cover is from Australia. The other guy was from um, the UK, and one of them was from here. So one of them couldn't figure out how I knew where they were from, but I have this history with IP addresses, right? So we've been tricked a couple different ways, okay? Um, the first tricking happened with the writing of the book, Mask of Sanity. <clears throat> I think Mask of Sanity was an exploration into themselves. I think at that point, they knew that they were psychopaths themselves. But I can only try to give you my analogy, okay? There's a man named you probably never heard of. His name is Hervé Milton Checkley. Oh, Cleckley. See, I always say it wrong. C-L-E-C-K-L-E-Y. He wrote the most famous book called Mask of Sanity, okay? He wrote, he was alive from, well, I'm just going by what they say, okay. Nine, September 7, 1903 to January 28, 1984. Total CIA guy. I doubt he wrote the book, but he's the face of it, okay. So they set out to try to discover more about psychopaths. And the term mask of sanity comes from Checkley's belief that a psychopath can appear normal and even engaging, but that the mask conceals a mental disorder. I don't believe it's a mental disorder. I think it's a personality disorder. They're not like crazy or anything. Okay, so what happened was was that they um, Checkley worked on this book, and he came out with a mask of sanity in 1941. You see how we keep circling around this World War II era when they were – the. 19, after World War II, they were setting up the New World Order, okay? There's nothing vague about that to me. Um, so, yeah, 1941, Checkley puts his book, The Subject, Psychopathy and Mental Disorders, okay? So, the text is considered to be the seminal work and the most influential clinical description of psychopathy in the 20th century. The basic 
elements of psychopathy outlined by Cleckley are still relevant today. The title refers to the normal mask that conceals the mental disorder of the psychopathic person in Cleckley's conceptualization. Cleckley describes a psychopathic person as outwardly a perfect mimic of a normally functioning person able to mask or disguise the fundamental lack of internal personality structure and internal chaos that results in repeatedly purposeful destructions, destructive behavior, often more destructive than destructive to others. So they're very destructive people. They're poor. I I can conclude they're poor long-term thinkers. And he goes on to say, despite the seemingly sincere, intelligent, even charming external presentation, Internally, the psychopathic personality does not have the ability to experience genuine emotions. That says it all, okay? They also do not exhibit a conscience, meaning that you or I would be up all night. That's why people, they put them in, in big spots because you and I would be awake for months trying to figure out how to let lay off a bunch of people, and they would be out having a cocktail party and <laughs> laughing about it. So, Okay, so we got Chuckley in 1941. And then in the 1980s, uh, because of some sort of um, his heirs released the book in 1988 for nonprofit education. You, you can find his book online if you want to read it. So to expand on what Cleckley did, okay, along comes Robert D. Hare, okay? The D must mean something. D usually means death, right? So anyway, so what happened was, and this is my interpretation, Robert Hare came along, and he was assigned to this gig, basically, right? He was born in 1934 in Calgary, Canada. And when you're reading these people's backstories, when you read a really pathetic one, start to pay attention, okay? Hare's father was a roofing contractor, and his mother was of French-Canadian descent. We're back in France again, right? He grew up in a working-class neighborhood of Calgary, he is a professor at the University of British Columbia. His wife is also in the business, too. And so he's up there at the um, they gave him, you know, they always get special seats in these universities and stuff. And I, I got to tell you, this guy's got I, I don't know how he spends any time doing anything but accepting awards. OK, <laughs> so he wrote his book. This is the only book that he has written, which was in the 90s, OK, called Without Conscience. And it's kind of unusual for a researcher to only publish one book. He did a book called um, Snakes, um, and that was to describe the corporate psychopaths. But if you ever listen very carefully, they only did the studies back in the 90s in the prison population. They have never done them outside of the prison population. And if you're interested, on Saturday, I'll put some links to these videos to watch. And watch him and his main person, a couple of trannies, talk about this research and how slyly they never mentioned that it was never done. Okay, So from the original prison studies, Hare just decided that what he's been in conversations, the news and stuff, because whenever there is a thing about psychopaths, Robert Hare gets quoted, okay? And he always says the same. He says one to three in the general population. <laughs> I think we're looking at in this country, Andy and I were talking about this week, we're probably talking about 60 to 80 percent of the general population would qualify as psychopaths. OK, I think they've all come home to roost, but I'm not going to hop in front of our research here. OK, so anyway, so here is interesting because he attended the University of Alberta for a bachelor degree, which ended up more by default. <laughs> 
always these funny stories, right? Just happened to get into this psychopathy thing, right? With an emphasis on psychology. In 1959, he married Averill Hare. I met her. She's a researcher having to do with children. See the red flag starting to fly. Boom, 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 boom. They had a, a year later, their daughter Cheryl was born. It was a very, very tragic case. Their daughter died of multiple sclerosis. The daughter they probably got from some other woman they killed with hormones. But yeah, yeah. So anyway, so yeah, so this is how it all happened. Not that complicated. All Bob Hare had to go around and do was act like he did the studies, act like psychopaths and um, serial killers are all we have to worry about. And here we are today, folks. So I'll leave the chat open for a minute if you have any quick questions, and then we can meet in the comments. Please take a look at the show notes, and we, we need some help on the Robert Hare thing. Okay, this guy has to be somebody, okay? Anybody who gets put in one of these positions is highly, highly positioned. They don't just randomly hand out these big trick jobs, okay? And I think what we saw there with um, the mask of sanity in 1941 – I think that we've got a lot going on on that time frame that had to do with our genetics, our DNA, and how they were totally manipulating our minds. And, you know, first they tell us about psychopaths, and then they act like, hey, don't worry about it. <laughs> They're just hiding around corners. <laughs> Nothing to have to do with sitting next to you. So anyway, so... Yeah, he's well worth investigating, but I don't know how to do it. So if you guys want to do it, please do, because... It would require doing genealogy, and I don't know any of that stuff. And I, please don't try to teach me. I'm not going to learn. So <laughs> hopefully somebody will know what to do with it because there's something here, okay? Nobody, nobody got put into that position that wasn't. Christopher Hitchens was a CIA agent, by the way, folks. Um, what they do is they put them in place, have them lie, and then when they are dead, er everything they lied about gets repeated as fact. So, yeah, everybody, you know, I've said this a million times, and I'm a little bit too worn out to keep saying it. Everybody you see on the screen is on the team, okay? So I would hope you would start to look around your own neighborhoods, but, yeah, it, it's it's a jungle out there, and everybody seems to want to deny it. So, um yeah, 60 to 80%. Yeah, I, I would I would venture to say that because I believe that this country is Babylon possible. We'll get to that later. But I think that um, I think a lot of them are back and I think a lot of them came here. So that's what I think right now. Um, and Andy had dug up some pretty um, compelling things that would um, lead us in that direction. So. Um, yeah, I mean, Princess Diana got the eternal flame on her grave. That's the light of Lucifer. They get that when they trick us really well. Um, JFK got the eternal flame. Um, Jack E. Kennedy got the eternal flame. Um, the unnamed soul, they do the eternal flame when they pull off a big trick on us. And, you know, Bundy, all these people are somebody, okay? This is what they live for, to do a big psyops to trick the hell out of the rest of us. So that's just the reality. Well, I've been trying to ask people for the last several years. I've never made a penny on my book. I begged and pleaded with you to read it and look around more carefully. So still not too late, folks. It's still up there. So um, I don't know how people could sit here and not want to know who they're surrounded with going what we're going into. I certainly don't want to have any crawling around me. And I got to tell you, the first ones are the hardest ones. You know, I lost people in my life that I thought would be my friends forever. Um, yeah, you know, people that I knew for over 40 years. Okay. So, you know, maybe they're not all psychopaths. Okay. But right now I don't know. 
I don't know, but these people have some pretty big jobs tricking people. So I don't know, and I don't want to have them in my life, okay? So I had to make a decision that I don't tolerate them in my life. If you've lied to me for over 40 years about who you are, I'm not interested right now, okay? I have work to do. So we'll deal with that later. So anyway, so you guys are playing fast and loose if you think you're not surrounded because I am surrounded. I have been surrounded. And I suspect that everybody else is too. It's just that nobody's bothering to look. So anyway, I got to close this out. If anybody could help us with the Robert hair, that would be very much appreciated. And just remember this, everybody on the screen, including all your favorite YouTube channels. Okay. So learn the, learn your anatomy. Okay. What you're doing. Yeah. They're always right about something. Okay. But the fact is Hitch was a liar. Okay. He was one of them. So you guys want to keep giving them their steam and stuff. Go for it. Okay. So anyway, so I'll join you guys in all the comments. Okay. I'm really worn out right now. So goodbye for now and check with you later. Okay. I hope you can join us in the comments. Andy and I have a lot of work we want to uncover, but you know, read those show notes and please try to see if you can help us. We're just trying to gather around and try to share where we are. So anyway, be safe out there and I'll chat with you real soon. Goodbye for now.